Akuta sikh is khelik tazvav mikets alaf. A geschmacker rashi sikha. So, so amazing, so remarkable. The Rebbe takes a question that all the Mepharshim discuss. The question is going to be, what is so amazing about Yosef's interpretation of the dream? It seems like the most basic, natural understanding of that dream. And by looking at the nuances of the Psukim and the nuances of Rashi, we will discover a detail that nobody picks up on. And it changes the entire understanding of what Yosef was accomplishing and of the whole story. So let's do it. In the Msipur Benegea Paris, in the Msipur Beparis, as the Benegea Paris Cholom, as the Chartumim of the Cholom Nitki can Paris sein, and the Arichus as Sipur Begin the Pisim of Yosef. With regards to the story in our Parsha, with regards to Paris' dream, that the Chartumim, the sorcerers, could not interpret the dream. Then there is an elaborate story about Yosef's interpretation. There are a number of questions that are mentioned in the Mepharshim and the commentaries. Aleph, here's our first question. The Pistin von Yosef, Yosef's interpretation. That the seven good cows, and the seven good stalks, represent seven years of plenty. And the seven cows that looked skinny and ugly. And the seven empty stalks. Shdufes Akadim means uh, blown by the wind. It was blown out. There's, there's nothing left to it. Weizen of Sheva represent seven years of hunger, a famine. Is a very basic, simple interpretation. Which can easily, easily be derived and understood from the dream itself. And it's going to explain why. Paris Yafis Maro Briyas Basa. Yafis Maro Briyas Basa. Paris that are good looking and healthy looking. Are an outcome of good produce, healthy produce. The uh, Geretnish means crop. A good a good season of crop. And simply expresses a time of of, of uh, being satiated, of plenty. And certainly good stocks certainly represent good crop, which is a time of plenty. On the contrary, um, um, weak, skinny cows, shows there's not enough sustenance. Certainly blown out or, or thin, empty stalks certainly represent a time of famine. So if you look at healthy cows, it seems to imply a, health, a time of plenty. You look at, uh, you look at uh, skinny cows, represents a time of famine. So too, if you go into the other details of the dream, you'll continue to see the same idea that it's very easily interpreted. Pari is seeing in the dream how the sheep, how the cows, are coming up from the river. But the Yair Nilus is Mashkeret Mitzrayim. Nilus was the was the river that irrigated the land of Mitzrayim. As in Im is Opengik Geretenish from Tvu Muslims Nat Mitzrayim. So the 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 quality of the crops are dependent on the Nilus. 
Since first came out good cows and good crops, he's move on. It's understood that first there'll be a time of plenty in Mazen, in the sustenance of Mitzrayim. And then you understand that after that came the, 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 the skinny sheep and the empty stalks. And from this you understand that after the time of plenty comes the time of famine. Now, there's also the number of seven. Since we find in the dreams that both the cows, the good cows and the bad cows, and the stalks, the good ones and the bad ones, were a number of seven, it's first time that gets understood. It represents seven times of the, of the seven seasons of growth of the 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 crops, which each season of, of growth is once a year, which has to be done through plowing and threshing by the seven cows, seven good cows. So if it happens once a year, then it's seven times, means seven years. So all the details are right there in the dream. Based on this, it's totally not understood. How is it possible that the sorcerers of Mitzrayim, the advisors of Pari, should not be able to understand such a simple thing? And they came up with a different interpretation, which could not even be absorbed in Pari's ears. Pari couldn't handle it. We'll see later what it was and why Pari couldn't handle it. But why, do, why, why are the Khatumim coming up with these odd uh, 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 interpretations if this, this interpretation is so simple and basic and, and can easily be derived from the, from the dream? Base, second point of this first question. What is the great wisdom in Yosef's interpretation? That caused Pari to be so impressed. To the point that he turns Yosef into the viceroy of Mitzrayim. So the question is, it's a simple interpretation. Number one, why could the Chaturim not figure it out? Number two, when Yisav does figure it out, why is it such a big deal? Base. Next question. As soon as Yosef concludes the interpretation of the dream, he continues. And the Pasuk says, there's a Vav, which we know the Vav always connects this Pasuk to the previous Pasuk. So he's not even introducing a new idea. He's continuing as sort of part of his interpretation. And he gives Pari advice. And an elaborate advice. Pari should see to it. He should appoint officers. And he gives Pari the advice of, of collecting food in the seven years of plenty to have for the seven years of famine. Seemingly, how does Yesus get involved in, in, in the matters of the, of the kingdom? All Pari asked was for the interpretation of the dream. But not advice in running the kingdom. Especially if you realize that Yesus just came out of jail. I mean, Yesus was a, was a commoner or worse, a criminal. As far as they saw it. And all of a sudden, he's giving advice. 
Hat er Masber given Parin, dem Tam, the Tachlis von dem, was der Eberstadt bei diesen Parin in Cholem, Escher Heile Kim Eiser. Also, das ist nicht Stam, ich stehe ihm zu Mitzara zu sein, dann wird er gewonnen, als Yasser Parin, wie aufgeht, Kidem. So, the Mephashim explained that the reason that Yosef adds in this, this advice is because he was trying to explain to Pari what's the purpose of Hashem telling you this dream. He doesn't just want to scare you. He's not just trying to tell you that scary times are coming. He's actually giving you practical advice. He's telling you, you should know that the hung times of famine are coming, but you'll have an opportunity to collect food and sustenance for those years. So the Mavarshim explained that part of, the, part of the interpretation of the dream is Yosef telling Pari, why is this dream coming to you? Oh, but doesn't it must be, but this is an insufficient explanation. But demo that Yosef gedar zog in mefurish, as the town was the Eberstert and does bavizin, is to leave, but ato, yei goimer, yasa pari goimer. Then Yosef should have said so. Just like later on he says, the reason why the dream comes twice, comes twice. He should have said, the reason why, why this dream is coming to you is, is for practical reasons. But he doesn't say that, he just goes straight into the advice. So we're back to our original question. Why does Yosef feel the need and the right to get involved in the matters of the kingdom and give Pari advice? Gimel. Next question. Since Pari was very anxious, was very nervous, it came because the fact that Pari did not have an interpretation for the dream. And this is why they took Yosef out of the pit, to be able to interpret the dream. So after Yosef interprets the dream, the thing, the words, were, were a pleasing. Which davar? It's referring to, 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 to Yosef's advice. In the eyes of Pari. It should have said that the interpretation was pleasing to Pari. It's not even mentioned. So Pari was bothered by not understanding his dream. He brings in a guy to interpret the dream who adds in at the end advice. Pari gets excited about the advice and he's not even excited about understanding the dream. The fourth question is something that's a huge question. Since these three questions, number one, what's so great about Yosef's interpretation? Number two, why does Yosef, why does Yosef add advice to Pare? Number three, why does Pare acknowledge the advice more than he acknowledges the the interpretation? These are questions in Pashtup Shat and simple understanding of the Psukim. Why do we not find any explanation or answers to these questions in Rashi? Which is the chief commentator of the Torah. Rashi is the one who explains everything, any difficulty, any question. Rashi comes to explain and here he sort of ignores the whole thing. Therefore, we must conclude, as the beer is moving that this explanation is self-understood. Other it is is Rashi, or Rashi answered it by alluding to it somewhere in something that he, he says elsewhere. In other words, it can't be that Rashi would ignore it. Either if Rashi ignores it, it's because Rashi feels that it is not a question, or if or if Rashi feels it's a question, Rashi says, "I already answered this. There's no need for me to." Say it out again because it's answered in another Rashi. So the question that we is going to have is: Is it self-understood? Seemingly, it does not seem to be self-understood. Many of the Mefarshim ask this ask this question, so it must be that somewhere else Rashi addresses this. Where is that addressed? So those are those are our four questions on the, on this on this part. It's not even not even a question on a Rashi.
Because Rashi, Rashi, not yet. Rashi didn't say anything. Question is, why does Rashi not say anything? Question one is, what's so great about the interpretation of Yosef? Question two, why does Yosef give advice? And question three, why does Pari acknowledge the advice more than he acknowledges the interpretation? And question four is, why does Rashi not address any of this? In Siv Beis, he's going to introduce another question, which is going to be the key to lead us to the ultimately to the answer of the of this and understand to understand what was Yosef's chiddush. What did Yosef accomplish here that no one else could accomplish? We'll understand this by understanding a Rashi. Now we're all going to open a, a Rashi. On the Pasuk, there, there was no commentators for Pari. Nobody could, com- could, could interpret the dream. Uh, not commentators, interpreters. Nobody could interpret the dream, could explain the dream to Pari. So Rashi says, There were those who were interpreting the dream. But it wasn't to Pari. It means to say, Pari did not accept it. And Rashi gives an example of one of the interpretations of the dream. They used to say, Sheva bonus you're going to have seven daughters. Sheva bonus and you're going to have, you're going to bury seven daughters. You're going to lose seven, seven, you're going to have seven children, and you're going to lose seven daughters, and you're going to lose seven daughters. And later, later the Rebbe is going to touch upon the fact of why Pari didn't accept this. But now we have a different question. Now we're going to ask a different question. So the Vastaf Rashi Uistai is not understood. So the Vastaf Rashi Uistaichen Vast is given their piece of Undichatumim. Why does Rashi have to spell it out? When it's Zichlipis topic, but with Farazah and Dosvas is negate some Shatakasov. Rashi, why does Rashi not suffice with that which is relevant to the understanding of the Pasik? They were interpreting the dream, but it wasn't for Pare. Meaning to say, their voices were not going, entering into his ears. He couldn't absorb their interpretations. He wasn't pleased with their interpretation. That's what it means. The Pasik says, What does it mean? What does it mean? There was, there was a bunch of Khartoumim. So now she explains they were Khartoumim, they were Paisarim, but it wasn't working. Pari didn't accept it. Why is it relevant to say what the Pistin was? Why is that? It seems seemingly extra. That's question one on that Rashi. Base. Then Makr from the Pirush, Shoyo Emrim Sheva Bonus Hulu is in the Matish. In Pasik is Nitak Kenyan Emma's of them Pisrim. There's no allusion in the Psukim to the fact that, that Pari would have seven daughters that would, that would be born to him and then the seven daughters that would die. There's no mention of that in the, in the Chumash. So where is Rashi getting this idea from? From the Medish. Ober, in Medish state as their, their Pistin is going to run off a Chalmuf on the Sheva Paras According to that medrash, this interpretation of the seven daughters that are going to be born and seven daughters that are going to die was the interpretation of the first dream, the dream of the good cows and the bad cows. When their nach is the medrash mamshich, but then that very medrash continues. And so too the Khartoumim also said, the seven good stocks are sheva malchias, are seven kingdoms, or I'm not sure how to read that word, but you're going to conquer. Sheva Shivali Marois, Sheva Afarchi is Nerdisbach, and the seven bad stocks represent seven kingdoms that are going to rebel against you. So now the question is, why does Rashi change and say the Khatum said one piston? In other words, not only does Rashi skip the second piston, the second interpretation, but the implication from Rashi is that that there was only one interpretation to both dreams, just like there is an actuality, as we'll see later. 
So the question is, according to the Medrash, there were two interpretations for two separate dreams. Why does Rashi change the Medrash and say that there was one interpretation for two dreams? Especially as the pastors legtich as the tzveichalemus and parivaisen of tzveinyanim, seemingly would make sense to say that if there were two dreams, there were two different ideas. Therefore, Yosef also had to explain why the dream came twice. So it would make sense to say that the Khartoumim interpreted the dream as two separate, two separate interpretations, two separate messages. So why does Rashi not go along with that? Why does Rashi change that and tell us that there was only one there's only there was only one interpretation? So we have two questions. Number one, why does Rashi say anything? Why does Rashi just just, just ex- not explain the words on the Pare? Why does he have to explain what the Pisin of the Khartoumim was? And if it's very good to explain what the Pisrein is, why doesn't he say the whole thing? There were, there were, there were two dreams and the two Pisreinus. And, and uh, instead, Rashi only brings one. They're beer in them. This paragraph is going to give us a, a nutshell of the whole explanation, sort of a, a teaser. That, that it's going to tell it to us without telling it to us. As he and he says, that in this detail, in the fact that Rashi chooses only one Pisrein and not both, is that is the answer to all the questions? The fact that Rashi chooses this interpretation of the sorcerers is as because this piece is consistent with Mikra. And according to Pshat, the Khatum said just one and this one. And once we understand why this pisrin, why this interpretation is consistent with traditional mikra, we'll understand as well what was the mistake of the khartumim, the mistake of the sorcerers, that they did not want to interpret the dream like Yosef does. Simply, that seven years uh, that seven years of hunger and seven years of plenty, and that will also lead us to understand the greatness, the, the novelty, the uniqueness of Yosef's interpretation, as we will explain further on in the Sikha. In other words, this last Sif, Sif base, where we point out the fact that Rashi does tell us one of the Pisrainas of the Khartoum and one of the interpretations of the sorcerers, and only one, is in that one interpretation lies the key to understanding this entire story, but we, have, but we don't know yet why. Before we actually get to the Pisrin, in Sif Gimel and Sif Dalid, we're going to try to bring up other Mepharshim that address the initial question of what was the greatness of Yosef's interpretation and why could the Khartoum not come up with it. We're going to try two different ones, one in Sif Gimel, one in Sif Dalid, and both of which we are going to refute. And then we'll have no choice but to be, but to, but to, uh, we'll be back at our original question and we'll have to go back and answer that. Sif Gimel, Leighton Diyu Kempirish Rasha. Is Eich Muvan, as the Pidush Rashi came in Nidzag and being Medrish, as the Chidush von Yisufin is in Aschalas Alashen von Zayin Pistin Chaleim Pari Echadu. In other words, we just explained in Siv Beis that according to the Medrish there were two interpretations. According to Rashi there was one interpretation. So maybe Rashi is coming to tell us that the Chidush of Yisuf was was that both dreams lead to only one interpretation, and not like the Chartumim, who according to the Medrish understood that. Both, that the two dreams led to two different interpretations. 
Maybe we could say that that, that that Rashi is coming to tell us that that the Chiddush of the Khartoumim, the Chiddush of Yosef's dream was that both interpretation, both dreams lead to the same interpretation. However, you can't say that. Why? Rashi is up to Fedish, Shahoyu Emrim, Sheva Bonas Atamelit, Sheva Bonas Atakaver. When is Nitmesev of Azunter Pisan from the Tvetan Cholom? Rashi doesn't tell us that the Khartoum had a second had a second interpretation. Rashi explicitly tells us that the Khartoum only had one interpretation. Is Mukha Kinal as the Pudish Rashi, Psutishumikra Balemid Rashi, Abanechti Khartoum for Stan and Azakalam Bashtaitan Ainyabatechan. So we understand from that that according to Rashi, even the Khartoumim agreed that there was only one interpretation. So you can't say that Rashi is coming to tell us, that Yosef was coming to tell us that there's that there's only one interpretation. And not like the Khartoumim who held that there were two interpretations, because Rashi doesn't hold that. Rashi holds that according to Psutishumikra, there was only one interpretation, and even the Khartoumim knew that. Which is why Rashi only brings one interpretation of the Khartoumim. And therefore, we cannot say that Yosef's Chiddush is that there's only one interpretation, because even the Khartoumim knew that as well. So that that uh, uh, refutes one suggestion. Yosef's Chiddush is not the fact that, those, that there's only one interpretation. Dalit. And Siv Dalit is going to bring from the Abar Banel something very interesting about dreams. That generally speaking, dreams are unrealistic. So if a person has a dream, it could be allegorical, it could be it could be a muscle, like a like a parable, it could represent something outlandish. It doesn't have to be uh, uh, as long as it, it, it's seen, it's iconic to the to the message, a dream could be could be anything. And Yesef's Chiddush is that the dream was actually a notification of what's happening. That is the Chiddush. The fact that you're interpreting a dream of Pashtus, that in itself is a Chiddush. That's what the Abarbanel wants to say. And the Rebbe is going to refute that as well, based on the fact that there's no reason yet, especially based on all the dreams that we've seen in the Torah already, there's no reason to think that dreams are, are allegorical. Most of the dreams that, we, that we've seen till now are very practical. Sit down. The Rabbi Baranel is Mesif al-Adal Sif Gimel. As the Chilik Tzvishn di Chartum and Yosef is given in Klolos Inyan Achalem Yosef The Rabbi adds and says that the difference between the Chartum and Yosef was in the whole approach to dreams and their interpretations. The Chartum have gewusst Chachmas Pisir Nachalim, and wider Koyach Hamadam Apoyelt Ados Vas Mazet Bachalim is not a Moshel Vechikui of Andre Enyanim. The Chartum knew the wisdom of interpreting a dream and how the power of imagination could cause a person to see something in a dream that is only a Moshel. So it's a parable. A chikui, literally a chikui means like it's allegorical or it's a, it's a, it's a uh, copy or it's iconic of something. So it's, it could represent something, but it doesn't have to be direct, directly connected. So therefore the chartumim come and they, they say if it's a dream, it has to be more iconic than realistic. So therefore, they said it's representing seven seven daughters or seven kingdoms, etc. 
מה שאיכן יוסף, ותפשטן ברוח הקדש. Nitbulez mitzad chachmas ha'tevah v'pesad yichalemus. Yisuf is coming not from the place of the wisdom of dream interpretation, dream readers, but Yisuf was coming from the from from the perspective of ruach hakodesh. So therefore, Yisuf understood the emes as the cholim is nitvi under hachalemus. That this dream is not like other dreams. Other dreams might come from 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 the place of imagination. Other dreams. Might just be iconic, but this dream is not like that. This dream is a notification from above of what's about to happen. As and therefore, you have to come to the conclusion that the, the, both the cows and the stalks of wheat it's referring to something very simple. You have to ask to be interpreted simply. So that's the Abarbanel. The Abarbanel is saying is that the Chiddush of Yosef, because Yosef, if you're coming from the perspective of dream interpretation, then you have to know that you have to look at something outlandish, something out of the box. But Yosef was coming from a Ruach HaKedish. Yosef was saying, no, this dream is a notification. It's not a, a, a parable. It's not a, a, a far-fetched uh, a representation of something else. However, in Derech HaPshat, this is a, is, is, a, is a nice, very beautiful explanation, except that in Psutish al-Mikra, we do not ever find the different types of dreams, nor do we find different levels in, in, in the interpretation of dreams. Especially since if we look back, we already learned how dreams represent and are interpreted simply not uh, uh, with with hints or or uh, or distant allusions one dream would be the dream of Yaakov, where he dreamt that there was a ladder that was on the ground and its top was reaching the Shemaim, the heaven. And he saw in his dream angels going up and down. Which is understood literally that the angels that accompanied him in Eretz Yisrael were now going up back to Shemaim to heaven. And the Malachim of Chutzlaretz were coming down the ladder in order to accompany Yaakov to Chutzlaretz. Similarly, the dream that Yaakov had that the that the that the that the animals that were going uh, were mating with the other animals were coming out speckled and dotted and striped. It actually happened. The sheep that were born, or the animals that were born, were speckled, were dotted and striped. And even it's more simple, similar to our to our uh, a dream. Yosef had dreams. That we were bundling bundles in the field. My bundle stood up. Upright. And your bundle surrounded my bundle and bowed down to my bundle. The brothers of Yosef took it simply that they're going to subsequently they're going to bow down to Yosef. And it's going to be connected to bundles of wheat, which is what happens when the brothers go down to Mitzrayim to get food, and they actually bow down to Yosef. Similarly, in the second dream, where the sun and the moon and the stars were bowing down to Yosef's star, that they understood simply that Yosef was going to be in charge. 
פשיטה על דרך הפשט, אז פסר זין למחולם בנגיע צל שבע שני סבע ורוב כפשוטו, אונס איז נגיע לכל מצרים, and certainly, if you want to look at the most basic understanding of the פסוקים, to interpret it that it means literally years of plenty and years of famine, and also that it's relevant to all of מצרים, and not just to פארי, because the daughters, or even the kingdoms, would be more relevant to פארי as a king. And the famine and the plenty was relevant to the whole מצרים. is much simpler to look at it that way. And it's much easier to understand at first glance to say that there's something that is only relevant to Paroi and something that's just a marshal, a parable and a distant allegorical representation. So therefore, the Abarbanel is a very beautiful explanation but it does not fit in the Tzudosh Mikra. So we're back to our original question, question Aleph of the Sicha, what is so amazing about Yosef's interpretation? Why could the Khartum could not the, could the Khartumim not unco- discover that interpretation? And yes, only Yosef could. And why was Yosef Apari so excited with it? What is what are we missing? What is the detail that we're missing? Their beer baza, and here is the explanation. Sife. As far as Atevis Vachulu, Vaisnev Seva, and Mazen Vachulu, the main question, the, the main difficulty that we have with the dream, which is the reason why the Khatumim could not conclude the, that the interpretation of this dream is to be meant, is to be understood simply, is in the Hemshech HaChaloim, is from the continuation of this dream, where it says, And behold, seven additional cows come, come up. From the river, Rois Mare Vedak is Basar. They look bad, they're ugly, and they're very thin, skinny. And they stand beside the other Paris, the fat Paris, the healthy looking cows that were on the riverbank. So if the skinny cows represent the seven following years, the years that followed the years of plenty, how could they be together with the fat and healthy cows which represent the seven years of plenty that already passed? The way years work is that one year comes and one year goes. Only after one year finishes can another year come. So if the seven years of plenty have finished and seven years of famine have begun, then how could the seven healthy cows and the seven skinny cows be standing side by side? This is what was driving everyone crazy. This is why Pare is Fatih Poim Ruchai is so anxious. And this is why the Khatumim couldn't make sense of it. Because they wanted to go with a simple thing. There's going to be seven years of plenty. There's going to be seven years of famine. But all of a sudden, there's a detail in the dream that the, cow, that the, that the, that the two sets of seven cows are side by side, which means something is happening. They're happening simultaneously, which doesn't fit with seven years and seven years. And this is why the Khartoumim, in their wisdom, come up with a new interpretation that there's going to be seven daughters that you're going to have, you're going to have seven that are going to be born to you, seven daughters are going to die. And in them, Pisidin, Kenan Zayn, Beidin, Because this is one interpretation that could include the good and the bad in the same time. It could happen that you're having seven kids at the same time that you're burying seven kids. 
in those times, especially a king that had power over all of the women. Certainly, Pari was the king of Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim was a land that was immersed in promiscuity, so there was no uh, uh, moral code to keep. So certainly Pari had a number of wives and a number of concubines. Therefore, he could be having seven children at the same time that he's losing seven children. It doesn't mean that you're going to have seven babies, seven daughters, and then those seven daughters are going to die. It means you're going to have seven daughters, and a different seven daughters are going to die at the same time that these, that these seven daughters are alive. This also works very well with understanding that the seven healthy cows ate and swallowed up the seven skinny cows. Because the pain and the, and the, and the sadness of burying seven daughters that swallows up and it takes away from the joy of, the, of having babies. But, but the, the interpretation that the Medrash brings, that you're going to conquer seven kingdoms and you go and seven kingdoms are going to rebel against you, is something that's very uncommon. And at the same time, can move on. It's understood that one king does not go to battle with seven kings at the same time. First you conquer one country, then you conquer another country, and so on and so forth. But to, conquer, but to, but to go up against seven lands, seven countries at the same time is extremely unusual. So therefore... So therefore, this the second marshal that the Medjish brings does not fit with this, does not respond to this problem. We're looking for something that has a, the good and the bad happening at the same time. So the first bashal of the Khartoumim, the seven daughters being born, the seven daughters uh, dying, which can happen at the same time, that works with the fact that the seven fat cows and the seven skinny cows were standing side by side on the riverbank. But the second marshal doesn't work. One of our questions was, why does Rashi even mention it? Why does Rashi bring the interpretation of the Khartoumim? Now we understand why Rashi brings it. does not suffice with, a, with the main point that their voices were not being absorbed, were not being uh, internalized by Pare. Because by telling us this pisrin, this is how Rashi tells us why the Khartoumim could not interpret it literally. That it's referring to seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. The way Yosef did ultimately interpret it. The fact that Rashi brings this period is just to tell us that we're looking for something that has the two things, the good and the bad, happening simultaneously. So the Rashi brings us this, this, this Pisrein and says, and alludes to it, doesn't say it clearly, but, but helps us understand that the reason the Khartoumim did not use the simple understanding is because they're stuck, they're looking for something where the good and the bad happens at the same time. So we've in, so in Sivbeis, where we ask the two questions, we now understand the answer to both of those. Number one, why does Rashi tell us the, the, the Khartoumim? Because Rashi, the, the Pisrin of the Khartoumim, the answer to that is, is that Rashi wants to tell us that the hardship of the dream was the fact that the good and the bad was 
standing, we're standing side by side. So therefore, Rashi has to tell us what, what's bothering us. Therefore, he tells us this pisre. The reason Rashi doesn't bring the second pisre is because that because the second uh, that the Medrash brings is because that one does not address this issue of the simultaneous good and bad. So the question is, how does Yosef help this? How, if the literal interpretation would mean that the first came seven years of plenty and then, then came seven years of hunger, and the, the word simultaneous, obviously, there was the first this and then that, then how does Yosef's interpretation work? This is the Chiddush of Yosef, that Yosef is going to give us a version of the, of the interpretation that's somehow going to have the good and the bad going on simultaneously. And therefore, immediately after telling us the, the, the simple interpretation of the dream, that the seven healthy cows and the seven uh, uh, good stocks represent seven years of plenty. And the bad ones, the skinny ones, represent seven years of famine. Therefore, right away, Still has to explain what are they doing side by side. Because of that, the Khatum gave a different interpretation. So Yasef gave gives the simple interpretation, but he hasn't yet explained why are they side by side. Therefore, as a part of the Pisran, as a, a connection. In connection to his interpretation, Yosef continues. Parish should see to it to find a knowledgeable and wise man, who's, and he will appoint officers over the land. He'll divide Eretz into five, the, or Vechimish means he'll, he'll, uh, he'll arm them. During the uh, seven years of plenty, the boys, and they'll collect the food, the sustenance for the uh, from the good years. The and they'll gather the the, the produce. And then this food will be set aside. The arets for the land. for the seven years of plenty of, of, of famine. This explains to us and interprets to us how you could have the two sets of seven years happening at the same time. If from the very beginning of the seven years of plenty, you're already worrying about and concerned about the seven years of famine, already at that point, we're gathering treasure houses of of wheat for the seven years of produce, for the seven years of famine, which means that during the seven years of famine, of plenty, already in, 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 in their hearts and in their minds, and even in their actions, the seven years of famine are being addressed. When during the seven years of famine, you're at the very same time experiencing the, 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 the plenty. Because then you, they're being fed and sustained by the seven years of plenty. So you understand that they're happening at the same time. So Yosef's advice wasn't because he was trying to get to mix in to, to the matters of the kingdom. Yosef's advice is actually part of the interpretation of the dream. The fact that 
the, 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 the seven fat cows, seven skinny cows, were standing side by side, was a message in the dream that you should start collecting now for the seven years of famine because, it, because if they're side by side, it means that during the, fam, the plenty, you have to think about the famine and during the famine, you have to think about the plenty. This also answers the question why it was the interpretation, why it was the advice that Pari uh, liked, not so much the interpretation. And Yosef's and, 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 and Pari's praise to Yosef was there's nobody as wise and as understanding as you. Not emphasizing his main uh, uh, quality here, which was the dream interpreter. From the gate of Yosef, and is not understood in the Pesach because Yosef's greatness was did not consist so much of his ability to interpret the dream. That 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 the seven fat cows represent seven years of plenty. We've been saying all along, you don't need that much wisdom for that. The wisdom of, pa- of Yosef was the fact that he was able, in his interpretation, to combine the two sets of years into one thing. That both things could happen at the same time. And that is what confirmed the, the authenticity, the truth of his interpretation. To say the same thing, but in other words, there's no one as smart and as wise as you. That the reason that Pari said that Yosef is so wise is because Yosef displayed that the dream wasn't just telling Pari what Hashem is going to do, it was telling Pari what he has to do. And that was brilliant. So this answers all of our questions. Question number one is what was so great about Yosef's, Yosef's interpretation? The answer is because he was able to combine the, the, the two sets of seven years. Why couldn't the Khatum think of it? Because they were stuck. How do you explain if you, if you understand the dreams uh, literally, then why, are they, then why are the cows standing side by side? Then we ask the question, why does Pari say, why does Yosef give advice? The answer is because the advice is part of the dream. When Rashi says, when the, when the Torah says, uh, that Pari was excited about the advice because now he understood that this is the real dream, that this, this is real interpretation. Once, once Yosef gave, gave his advice, he explained the fact that the cows were standing side by side. Now, now Pari knew that this was the real interpretation. Why does Rashi not address it? He does address it. He addresses it in the other Rashi, where, where, where he brings the muscle of the Shavabonis. By bringing the Moshele Shavabonis, he's telling us that what we're looking for is a dream that has the good and the bad happening simultaneously, uh, interpretation that has the good and the bad happening simultaneously. And since Rashi already told it to us in that Rashi, therefore Rashi doesn't have to say it here because it's already understood from that Rashi. And this explains why Rashi doesn't mention the other Pistain, because the other Pistain does not have the good and the bad simultaneous. And therefore, all of our questions are answered. Now we're going to go to Pnimi Yanim al The Biru Pnimi Yanim to explain this According to Chesedus, the Chalimus from Paray, the Pisin from Yosef, and the Givendi Sibu, and the Aschala from Galus, and the Nach Gulus Mitzrayim. These these dreams and their and, and Yosef's interpretation were the cause and the beginning of the Galus Mitzrayim, and subsequently the Gulus Mitzrayim, because the famine is what brought down 
brought Yankov and his family down to Mitzrayim, and that's what led to the Golas and ultimately to the Gula. Because these dreams led to the fact that Yosef should be the leader of the land, which led to the fact that Yaakov and his children should go down to Mitzrayim. Therefore, is moving from this we understand. As in Demtechen, a person is Merumus and Kumtsu Isdruk, the Inyan Agolas Vagula, that in the dream and the interpretation of the dream represents uh, the idea of Golas and Gula. In other words, not only. Is, uh, is there a dream that's talking about Golos Mitzrayim or what's going to happen? Not Golos Mitzrayim, the, 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 the hunger of Mitzrayim, but actually it's, there's something here that's relevant to all of the, the Golos and Gula. The Hasbari in them, and here's the explanation. The Pasuk says that Abishal will, will return the returnees of Tzien, meaning those who had, those who had been uh, uh, sent away from Yerushalayim. At the time, we were like dreamers. So the Chassidus says, as, as Golos is geglichen to Acholim, that Golos is compared to a dream. Punkt, what's the, what's the comparison? Punkt, wie in Acholim, ken sein an dem Chibro von zwei Afochim, in a dream there could be the combination of two opposites. A contrast. In other words, uh, you could be in a dream, you could be in one place, and you walk out the door and you're somewhere else. You could, you know, the very famous Moshe Chassidus is a, is a pila bekupa de machta, an elephant in the, in, the, in the eye of a needle, which, it's, 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 it's too, this is huge, this is tiny. Nevertheless, the Cholom has no problem um, containing two opposites. Azeiz zeich by Eden is managolos, this is, Exactly how it is by Yid during Golos. As demot kenem imzich tsunamen kumen tsveyafachim inside an hagger that by the Yid there is two opposites taking place in his conduct at the same time. On the one hand, there's an avetz elokus beisatfila, a love to Hashem, to elokus to godliness during davening. When tidus masumatin binyan elam meshachayim. At the same time, there's anxiety from if I'm engaging in worldly matters during the day. When the river is the cholam from pare. Was weist af und is the aschalof von Golos. Given the Golos, the ischabes von the tzayafachem, and therefore in Paris dream, which is the initiation of Golos, we see the the combination of the two opposites. But I made no etzel aparis the shevesh shneis aseiva to zam with shevesh shneis rav kanal that the seven years of famine are side by side simultaneously with the seven years of famine. From this, Rav Dem was called in Yonif from Zman bechalal Zman kum nachtem tzveitin ukishmei avareva aset. First of all, the whole idea of two time periods being happening at the same time is incongruous. Is 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 is, 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 is two opposites because the whole idea of time is past, present, and future. So you can't have two times happening at the same time. The fact that both times, these seven years and these seven years were happening at the same time is already incongruous. But in addition to that, also over here, not only was the fact that there was two separate times happening at the same time, but the two times were opposites. The one time was, one period of time was plenty, one period of time was famine. This represents the, the, the combination, the combining of these two opposites in the Yid. The years of plenty represent a love to Hashem. And the years of famine represent the anxiety, the concerns of livelihood. So the dream of Pare represents Golos. It represents the fact that a Yid in Golos is struggling simultaneously with plenty and famine. On the one hand, there's Navatilakus. On the other hand, there is a 
there is parnasa, there's worldly things that are that are pulling him down, and that he is struggling with combining the two in his in his life. Now let's move on. Was the piece of Yosef is going to be in the kish of Echibah the Tzviyafachim? Now we understand that Yosef's interpretation was made up primarily of the, the uh, combining these two things. In other words, the 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 fact that Yosef told us that there was going to be seven years of famine and seven seven years of plenty, that aspect was not the greatness of Yosef, like we said before. The the greatness of Yosef's interpretation was the fact that he found a way to explain how both opposites could happen at the same time. So now that we understand that the two opposites represent Golos and, and the struggle that Ayid has during Golos to try to uh, house within himself both the Avatel Akus and his, his engagement with, with Parnasa, with, world, with the world, well, this will, make it, will help us understand why Yasef's interpretation consisted of bringing together the two opposites. It says Mavur in the Drushim that Tam was Yosef Davka's Ben Apeser Chalimus and Chassidus explains why was Yosef the one to interpret the dream, and, and not just here. Yosef also interprets the dreams in 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 jail of the Sara Mashkim and the Sara Oifim. Yosef becomes a Apeser Chalimus. What is unique about Yosef that he is a Apeser Chalimus that he is a dream interpreter? Hagam is a Tam Goli was Beshas Ashina Unchalim Kenan is Chaber Berns Feyafachim. He is the 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 the, the revealed reason, the more understandable reason why it is possible that when a person is asleep and they're dreaming, they are able to bring together two opposites. Because then his seichel, the power of the person's intellect, is dormant. And what remains is the power of imagination. And imagination is is, is, is limitless. You know, once you're imagining things, you can go anywhere because it doesn't have to fit into seichel. Which the parallel to this in in, in the Golos uh, um, interpretation is that during Golos the higher level of the Eibusters Meichin do not shine, and the higher level of Meichin of the Neshama don't shine down, and therefore the person you know if if the Meichin Al Yonim were shining, a person would would, would right away see that the Tidus of Parnasa is was worthless. He shouldn't even focus on it. But because the Meichin Al Yonim, this higher level of Meichin of a Lakus or of the Neshama is not present. At least not in a revealed way. Therefore, it's possible for a person to 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 try to juggle both at the same time. So th- that's the more revealed reason why a dream has these double has these uh, 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 dichotomies. He's talking about the tampnimi, but the deeper reason why Yosef has to why why the the the, the dream represents two opposites. Because this, the or the the root of Golos is higher than not Golos. Just like we said last week, that Yaakov, the the, the of Esav is higher than Yaakov. The Shadish of Golos is higher than not Golos. And to use the 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 Kabbalistic terms in Bchinis Igulim, was as Hechefar is Chalkus from Kavan from Milo Mata Tungvi and an Eagle Kipsuti was as the talking Reish Vesef. Chassidus explains that there's the two levels. Uh, there's kavin, there's a straight line. In a straight line, you're gonna have a top and a bottom, which automatically, which automatically means that there's levels because the top is on a higher level than the bottom. Then you have an eagle. An eagle is a circle. A circle doesn't have a top or a bottom. Circle, it, it, there, there's no beginning. There's no end. Eagle, a circle, represents a level that is not subdivided into levels. It's it, 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 there, there's no hischalkus. 
There's no division of levels. It's similar somewhat to Makif and Pnimi, where Pnimi is an internal uh, uh, manifestation, and therefore it has to fit into the into the person or into the world. That it, therefore it, it it has to acknowledge different levels and the different different uh, people or different worlds are going to get a different level of revelation. Well, makif, since it encompasses but doesn't go inside, the same the same level could encompass many many different uh, uh, many many different worlds, many different people. So, using using that 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 thinking, kav, a straight line represents a level of alakus where there is there's higher and lower. Igulim represent a level where there's no higher and lower. So, if there's no higher and lower, then then there's no opposites. There's no there's no division. It, 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 it can all happen at the same time. So, so under Riber, Verti Madregen is Labes Pelaman in Achalim, Nid Beasis is Mayor, the Kerachacham of Asechavas, Mitzadim is Chalkus. And that's the same reason why, in a dream, a person could. A person could experience these types of of uh, dichotomous uh, 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 fantasies. It's because the, the the mind that processes and breaks up different levels and different uh, 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 higher and lower is not functioning, and therefore it goes to its source, which in the source everything everything can happen at once. So we didn't get the Yosef yet. He started saying, started, he mentioned Yosef, but he didn't get the Yosef yet. He just explained the whole idea of dreams. That dreams, Golos, comes from a higher level than non-Golos. Dreams come from a higher level than uh, the things that we process when we're, when we're awake. And therefore, it comes from a level that's higher than his Chalkos, higher than division into details. And therefore, good and bad is not really good and bad. It's all the same thing. And therefore, they could function uh, simultaneously. Now this explains to us why Yosef is the dream interpreter. Because the root of Yosef is from the world of Igulim, the world of, of what, we, what we're calling circles, which is the world that is higher than higher and lower. So therefore Yosef had the power to uncover that which the Igulim are covering up. And then, in a revealed way, we should be able to see that the way it is in its source and root, where good and bad, or, or two different opposites, are, are functioning at the same time. In other words, Yosef has the power, because he comes from the world of Igulim, he has the power, because in the end of the, in the, end of the day, the Igulim, even though they're from a higher source, what they're doing is, is they are, they are making, some, making stuff up, where opposites are happening at the same time, and the Seichel can process it. So what Yosef does is he takes off the cover of the igulim in order to make it possible that the seichel should experience something that's really higher than seichel. That, that, that the intellect should be able to process two opposites happening at the same time. And this is why the main, the primary uh, accomplishment of Yosef's uh, interpretation was the combination of the two opposites. Because that was the detail in which was the primary aspect of the dream. Anything that, if it makes sense, it doesn't have to be a dream. Which part of the dream came from the origin of dreams, which is which is higher than than um, than, than than levels. The, the the part where the good and the bad were happening simultaneously. That's that came from the shaydish of chalaymus, and therefore Yosef, that comes from the elamai gulim, from the world of circle circles, uh, is the one that had to uncover those circles and show how, according to seichel, it's possible for good and bad to operate simultaneously. 
When Yosef's pistin not gegeben, the nisrin skech after gula, and there and therefore Yosef's interpretation gives the power for the gula. The says as the Lord Abkinu Mavera the hand of the bush from chalchalim with the sizin galus to be able to take down the concealment and the and the cover that is. That is the dreamlike world of Galus. To be able to uncover and reveal the the uh, the external layers, the, the circles, which is where which is where opposites can can exist at the same time with no problem. Which the completion of this, the ultimate completion of this, will be when Mashiach comes. Your teachers, your your will not be covered up. That, that, that's the promise of when Mashiach comes on Alavush. There won't be any covers because now that now Seichel can't process it. Seichel can't combine Elokus and Oilam properly. But when Mashiach comes and the covers will go down, Seichel will be able to process godliness and worldliness in the same uh, simultaneous time and space. And that day Hashem will be one everything. Just the way I'm, I'm, I'm written down, which is just the way I'm manifested in this world that is how I will be referred to that is how I will be seen and not just uh, not just the way I'm really written the way I'm, I am for real that's the way I will be experienced in this world I'm not going to have to wait I'm not going to have to cover it up uh, the way it is now in Golos where, 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 where we're in a fantasy world trying to make sense of two opposites at the same time Mashiach is going to come everything will be come out into the open in a revealed way